This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation, and Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews, we're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now, with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL, your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. Welcome back. Silver and Black today. We are in the home stretch on this edition of the show. Mo Moten, Scott Golbranson with you. Mo is the senior NFL writer at Bleacher Report covering the league. He also writes about the Raiders. He's a Raiders columnist up on sportsnot.com. Follow him on x.com at Mo Moten, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. You can follow me at LV Gully, where I also write about the Raiders and other stuff up on sportsnot.com. So thank you guys for being with us. All right, we're going to get into our uh, mailbag. So we during the season, we tend to do, and I know we got a little bit off track towards the end of last or this past season uh, with our mailbag show separately. But now in the offseason, we combine it with our, our second show of the week. And if you want to be a part of it, you can always email us at mail at silverandblacktoday.com. That's mail at silverandblacktoday.com. Or you can call us and leave us a voicemail at area code 702-900, that's 702-900-7869. All right, we're going to get into these calls, Mo. You ready? We got first up, we have Anders, excuse me, Mark from Massachusetts. Mark from Massachusetts, here we go. Hi, this is uh, Mark from Massachusetts. And I was just wondering, with all the talk of uh, who's going to be the head coach, and Antonio Pierce rising from linebacker coach to becoming uh, interim head coach. Why isn't there the possibility of him becoming an assistant coach? It's still an upgrade over being a linebacker coach. He can gain experience. I don't understand why it has to be a black and white situation of he either gets the job or he doesn't. I was confused a few years ago when they had that with the other interim head coach that it was just like an all or nothing he has to become a head coach or he's gone. Uh, I was just wondering if you could possibly explain that. Anyways, uh, thank you. Love the show. And uh, yeah, thanks. 
All right, there we go. A new caller, Mark from Massachusetts, proving once again that Raider Nation is not only nationwide, but worldwide. Uh, and it's a good question. We talked a little bit about it in the last segment, Mo, but I listen, I understand it. People kind of, you, know, you want the best of both worlds. You like the energy and the job that Antonio Pierce has done with the Raiders. But if he doesn't get the job, and let's say it's a Jim Harbaugh or somebody else, um, you'd like to keep him around because you like him so dang much. But that all depends on the coach, right? Because again, sort of like a political office, and I know it's weird to compare these two, but with a political office uh, or a public position, let's say you work in a city or a government, uh, uh, most people tend to bring in their own staffs. Doesn't mean that there aren't holdovers because there are. uh, And maybe that's the case with Antonio Pierce, but with his image and what he's done and what he's kind of uh, expressed, I'm not sure it can happen. Doesn't mean it won't. But what do you think of, of of Mark's call there and his question? Mark's in enemy territory over there. He's in Massachusetts <laughs> over there by the by the Patriot Way. But uh, yes. I wonder how that goes for Mark. But um, we talked about this um, few actually a couple of weeks ago because a lot of people brought this up. Why not keep Antonio Pierce on as an associate or assistant head coach, whatever the title may be? And I, I think that's the ideal situation if he's not going to be the head coach for a lot of Raider fans. But I've been asked this question a lot, and I and I will say to Mark what I said to people on the X Twitter is that decision comes down to two men. Only two men can answer that question. First of all, whoever is the head coach has to want Antonio Pierce on the staff. And a lot of people say, well, why wouldn't he want Antonio Pierce on the staff? Look what Antonio Pierce has done. As you said, sometimes when head coach – not. Sometimes, but a lot of times when head coaches come in, they want their own guys. And Antonio Pierce may not be in that head coach's circle. That's just the pol- politics of it. Mm-hmm. The other part of it is, does Antonio Pierce want to be a part of that head coach's staff, or does he want to chase other opportunities? On Wednesday, the Titans requested to speak with Antonio Pierce for their head coaching job. Uh, mm-hmm. He may get other defensive coordinator opportunities somewhere else. He may say, I want to be a defensive coordinator somewhere else versus being an associate head coach with the Raiders under a new staff. It's all up to Antonio Pierce and the head coach. They have to make that decision. It's not something where, okay, the the fans want it, so Antonio Pierce is definitely going to do it. He has to do what's best for him and his career. Yeah, and that's that's what people, I think, forget because they like somebody and they want him to stick around. But Antonio Pierce has a life. He's got a family. He's got, you know, he's got his thing. And so he's got to do what's best for him. So we appreciate that. Mark, thank you for the call. Next, we go to a longtime listener who writes us quite a bit and now left us a voicemail. It's Anders, our good man. Here he goes. Hi, guys. Uh, this is Anders from Oakland. I've called before and uh, really encouraged by uh, the last nine games of the season. A couple of downfalls, but that's okay. I had a question to be if you guys think this can be sort of fixed with um, Aiden. He is obviously uh, a little slow at times, but when you see his two-minute drills, the run, the, you know, the two-minute run against Indy, the two-minute run at the end of the first half, it seems to me that when he analyzes less um, and just goes for it and speeds things up, things seem to go a lot better. Um, not running the play clock down to two seconds and taking forever to get off the first read. And even when he throws to the first read, he sometimes takes too long. And he's just it's just paralysis almost. Do you think that's something that he can work on uh, and get better at and move a little bit faster? You know, forget the mobility 
but just being able to <laughs> process a little bit quicker and get through his reads and not throw behind guys as a result of being a little bit slow at times. Just curious to hear your thoughts, because I think if he can improve that, um, he has stands a pretty decent chance, I think, of, of, of uh, making you know an impact again next year. Curious to hear your thoughts. Thanks. Anders, thank you so much for your call from Oakland. We appreciate you always. You're always there and always have great stuff. And, and listen, he brings up a lot of points. I'm, I got a lot of people telling me, Mo, that, that Aiden O'Connell has to be the starter next year. No, but to Anders' point, I think that the upsides with Aiden O'Connell are clearly there. And I think he focused on one of the things that he's got to work on. The mobility thing is a different, different animal to talk about. But when you talk about decision-making, quick releasing the ball quicker because a lot of the times he got sacked he could make up for the mobility by getting rid of the ball faster there's no question he, we also saw him throw behind receivers because he doesn't release the ball fast enough those are all things with the right coaching he can get much better at no question and i would expect him to he's a smart kid he makes good decisions usually but that is one of the glaring besides the mobility to me that is the other glaring issue that he's really got to tackle in the offseason going into camp next year in my opinion, to answer on this question, there are two things that can help Aiden O'Connell in that sense when it comes to processing the defense and making quick decisions. And we talked about this before. One, I think the Raiders should continue or use more motion. Whoever is the offensive yes. play caller, use more motion because that helps define a lot of the targets, a lot of the reads for the quarterback. Helps pre predetermine certain things. That the quarterback locks on a receiver, but it gets guys out in open space or gets some matchups that you know are gonna you're gonna see downfield and you can go to that matchup. But Devontae Adams one on one with the safety or whatever the case may be. The other thing is with natural experience, more playing time usually comes improvement for even average quarterbacks. So mm -hmm. the more Aiden O'Connell sees, the more games that he plays. He'll be able to process things a lot faster and make quicker decisions. I think you saw that in the Vikings game where I think Brian Flores is known for blitzing. And what Brian Flores did in that game is he dropped a lot of guys in coverage and it may have yes. confused or of course Aiden O'Connell to hold the ball a little bit longer because he's trying to process what he's seeing because he's expecting blitz, blitz, blitz. And he's seeing eight man in coverage. He said he's seeing yeah. seven men in coverage. So that part of it is the more he sees, the better he'll get at knowing what to do when things change up on him and make quicker decisions. No question. And and that's the thing. Listen, I, I it, we, we, we've always been very complimentary of Aiden O'Connell. That's not our job. Our job isn't to make guys look good, but we've been, we, we believe, and I've, I've said this on the record that I believe that he can be, he can be the number two quarterback there. It doesn't mean that at times he might not be the starter because of injury or whatever, and he can win games for you. I, have, I mean, he shows that he showed that he can win game. He shows to me, Mo, that he belongs in the NFL and that you develop him, right? You got him for five years, okay, at a very cheap rate. So, so develop him and, and make sure you, uh, when you have to turn to him, he's ready to go. And I think that this year was so valuable for him to be able to do that for all the reasons you said and just getting that experience. So I, I look at Aiden O'Connell and I know people throwing stats at me. Well, his stats were better than Bryce Young. Okay, but you're the same people who were telling me that you can't just look at Derek Carr for stats. He didn't win games, right? So, so stats are great. And he certainly, Aiden O'Connell, I think for what he was given and for where he was at, did a fine job. Um, it's just overall, the Raiders still need a more dynamic quarterback to become a championship team. I think that's pretty simple and straightforward.
Here's my quickly. Here's my problem with comparing stats between quarterbacks in, on different teams. Okay, so if you put Aiden O'Connell on that Carolina Panthers offense, what would his stats look like? Because that's what you <laughs> should be comparing, right? Because let's remember Bryce Young doesn't his best wide receiver again was 33, 34 year old Adam Thielen. He didn't have yeah. Devontae Adams. Right. He didn't have Josh Jacobs behind him. He didn't have a decent. He didn't have a decent offensive line this year. So right. I, I'm I'm wary of people comparing stats between quarterbacks in different offenses. But I will say I'm not taking anything away from Aiden O'Connell. Two things no. can be true. Aiden O'Connell has shown that he can develop. He has mm-hmm. shown that he can bounce back off of bad performances, and that's and that's good for a QB two. But he he wasn't good enough to the point that you can say he's definitely our week one starter, and that's why the Raiders have to draft a quarterback this offseason. And I echo and paraphrase the words of Antonio Pierce, who just a week and a half ago said, yeah, we don't, we, we started Aiden O'Connell. He gives us the best chance to win, but we don't expect Aiden O'Connell to win games for us. And I think that's the difference, right? Is that when you have a dynamic quarterback, when you have a, a quarterback like a CJ Stroud, um, those are the kind of quarterbacks that change the game. Because CJ Stroud, even in Houston, didn't have a great offensive line. Some receivers that developed and that were good picks. So you got to give credit to their front office. Um, so so it, it all depends, but he had different strengths. So you, you, it's hard to compare guys. And um, you got to compare Aiden O'Connell from where he was, how he, to your point, bounced back from difficult performances, and he did a good job there. All right. Uh, Anders, thank you so much for your call. Next, we get to um, Tarek, our good buddy Tarek, who is back in Chicago. He's no longer vacationing or traveling on business. Here he is. Good evening, Scott. Good evening, Mo. Tarek here checking in with you guys from the Windy City. Uh, Nice win over the donkeys. It's a fantastic way to end the season. And you know what? batter up Mark Davis. Uh, time to step up to the plate, make a really difficult decision. Uh, I think uh, with Antonio Pierce finishing five in four, three straight division wins with a rookie quarterback and an interim offensive coordinator, uh, the fewest penalties in the entire league. I mean, when's the last time the Raiders could say that if ever? And when you have guys like Max Crosby and Devontae Adams, two of your, you know, obviously your biggest leaders on the team, Max Crosby quoted as saying, you know, I've made the playoffs one time in five years. I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of rebuilds. Devontae Adams endorsing the return of Antonio Pierce. Legendary greats like Jim Plunkett, Charles Woodson, Marcus Allen, all endorsing Antonio Pierce. The crowd chanting AP. I mean, it just makes sense. It seems like you have the right guy in the building moving forward. But I understand that Mark Davis is going to do his due diligence. I do think that when you consider that Mark Davis is still paying Gruden, Ziegler, and McDillweed. Uh, you have to consider those type of things. I think AP would certainly be more cost efficient because he's not going to command top dollar, top market money, considering he's never been a head coach at this level before. Um, you have to consider those type of things moving forward. I think um, uh, I've also heard that uh, if Jim Harbaugh does return to the NFL, He's possibly facing some sort of a suspension uh, due to the scandal at Michigan. Um, again, uh, Mark Davis, he's going to uh, – all eyes are watching at this point, curious what he's going to do. But it does appear that Antonio Pierce, uh, I think, is in the driver's seat to get to the position, to get the position. Um, I I do concede that Harbaugh would also be a good good addition to the you know as, as the head coach. But uh, if I had to choose between the two, it would be an absolute no brainer, uh, considering what uh, Antonio has done regarding the culture and just 
the fever pitch of the fan base and the in the players, the momentum we had uh, going into this, you know, when when he did take over and how the season concluded. So, um, you know, the draft is going to be right around the corner. Free agency is going to be right around the corner. You, you got to get this right, Mark Davis. Do the right thing. Bring back AP. Um, tell me what you guys think at this point. Have a great rest of your week. Look forward to your next show. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. All right, there you go. Tarek in Chicago, appreciate you calling in again, my friend. couple things I want to get to, Mo, and I know people won't like this, so I'm just going to say it up front. Okay, couple <laughs> things. The money thing. Well, he's already paying Gruden. He's paying that. I don't understand why people care about that. What? What? It's not against your salary cap. It's not. It, it doesn't matter. And by the way, who's gone cheap on coaches in the division? The Chargers. And how has it resulted for them? Right. They've had a lot of talent. We were talking about this. You and I and Evan Grove from Just Pod Baby. We're talking about this by text just today. And they had talent there. Tom Telesco got fired, too. But they had talent there, but they've never invested on in a coach. Now, so much so that they're saying, oh, well, we're now we're going to spend on a coach. So I don't think being cheaper is a good reason, with all due respect, Tarek, to select Antonio Pierce. I think that actually takes away from what he's been able to do. Number two, the suspension. Who cares? So let's say the NFL suspends him for four games. So what? He's still going to be coaching the team. He's going to be there for six years or whatever the thing is. And I'll remind you that that Antonio Pierce resigned at Arizona State. That was the job he had right before he joined the Raiders because of NCAA violations. He did not get suspended. He wasn't the head coach, of course. Herm Edwards was, and but he was the kind of he was identified as the guy who kind of ran the recruiting violations that occurred at ASU. He did not get suspended. So a lot of these guys who come from college, yes, they have things. I'm just not that if I, I, I would not be concerned about it because I don't think at the end of the day, even if something is proven, the NFL will go, the NFL will say they'll consider it. I just don't see them doing anything uh, unless there's some federal law broken and he's really just complicit in it. And it's just crazy. Then I could see the NFL doing it. So those two things I just don't see as a negative per se. And then number three, Mo, and then I'll let you talk and I'll shut up. Number three is this idea of like, okay, so went five. And again, I'm not taking anything away from Antonio Pierce, but remember within that five and four record, you had a performance where you scored no points. You lost three to nothing. Not everything was rosy. Not everything was perfect. Not saying it should be, but I think people are romanticizing parts of it and they're not looking at other parts of it as well. So I'm not saying that Antonio Pierce, because I've said, we said last segment, I'm on record as saying, if it's not Harbaugh, then I'm fine with Pierce being the coach. But let's be realistic. Let's be honest and say, if Antonio Pierce gets the job, he has challenges just like any other coach would. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'll take the first two of your points and go in a different direction. Not okay. to do, not, I don't disagree with you on either of your first two points. But what I will say, just generally speaking, Jordan Schultz was on the Bleacher Report Airways, and he said when it comes to Harbaugh, 
whether it's the Chargers or the Raiders, money's not an issue. Right. So money is a zero is not a factor here. Jordan Schultz has said that multiple other reporters and insights have said teams understand Harbaugh just winning a national championship is going to cost them top dollar. Mm -hmm. And they're willing to pay that top dollar to bring him in because he has a winning track record. So when it comes to winning, money is not a factor here. So I'll throw that out, the whole money issue. The second thing about the suspension, and I'll take a different road here too than you, slightly different road, is, yeah, so what? Okay, let's say Harbaugh suspended for six games. But you get, let, but let's say you get Harbaugh for five, as you said, for five, six years. I. I'll take the six-game suspension. He'll, again, he'll still be the head coach. He's still yeah. going to be putting together a staff to run his program while he's away from the team or can't coach a team on game day. So if it means a six-game suspension to get a team back to the playoffs, I'm willing to take that hit if the suspension comes. By the way, we don't even know if the NFL will suspend Jim Harbaugh. So that no. is basically on, you know, if might maybe uh i'm i'm not gonna worry about the if might maybe if i'm getting jim harbaugh to coach my football team for the long term the other right. thing about culture and i understand i respect when Antonio pierce did for the culture and i and absolutely that, that that is a factor that sure. is a major factor and why he's a top candidate and why i have him as the number two candidate behind jim harbaugh but you know what trumps all of that winning w. because then when you win that becomes your culture. And under Al Davis during his year, just when baby, that was the culture. Winning. It's great to have all of that, you know, all the other support from the players. I get it. Max Crosby and Devontae Adams endorsing him. They turn, He turned the locker room around. So, of course, the yeah. players are going to endorse him. But if you're bringing in the Jim Harbaugh, who I said in the second segment, hasn't had a losing full season since 2008. And mind you, he hasn't taken a break from coaching. So this isn't like a John Gruden where he was out of coaching for eight, nine, ten years. <laughs> He's been coaching this whole time. Hasn't had a losing season since 2008. That's 16 years. He's turned on every program with the, with the exception of Stanford in one year. Took him two years at Stanford. So if you're telling me that I have to sign up for a, a four to six game suspension – for a guy who has a proven track record of winning and over 70% win percentage in the pros in college, I'll take that. I'll take that over. And again, proven track record, proven winner. It's not about the big name for me. It's about the track record that Harbaugh brings if he comes into those Raider doors. Yes. And and that's the thing is that you look at it and, and people want to nitpick and go back and say, well, he didn't win this and he didn't win that. It's like, no, every, every year, to your point, except for 2008, he's had a winning season, and that included taking over a Michigan program. Yes, it took him it took him nine years to win a national championship. Oh my gosh! Some people never win one, by the way. But he took him from one year that the 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 program at Michigan was dead. Took it over. First year goes eight and five, goes to bowl game. Went to a bowl game every year except for the COVID year because they didn't have him. Uh, and and again, just continues to win. Has never has never lost more than four games, excuse me, five games in two, then 2017. That's the only year he was eight and five, still had a winning record. So, yes. And by the way, Tarek, I think Raider legends supporting, of course they're going to support the current coach. You think a Raider legend is going to come in there and say, hey, listen, I love Antonio, but man, they got to find a different coach. No. And I'm not saying they're lying. I'm just saying you're going to support who the coach is now until he's not the coach. Especially so, if he turned the team around. Exactly. So you feel good about him and you want him to do well. Uh, but, you know, you get these guys in a room and say, hey, 
the Raiders offered Jim Harbaugh, would you be mad if Jim Harbaugh became the coach? Be, no, just ask Charles Woodson. <laughs> right? They, they wouldn't yeah, right. be. But, but, but your point is well taken. He's, he's galvanized people together, and that is important. And it's huge. And that's why he, to me, is 1A. If Jim Harbaugh doesn't take it, he's 1A. He's, he's the guy you go to, and you give him the chance, take the risk, and you go. I'm totally fine with that. So, Tarek, thank you so much for that. Just, again, great calls, Mo, as always on our mailbag. We, we appreciate when people call in and, and, and uh, give us an opportunity to talk to them and answer their questions and, and espouse our own opinions, which we're pretty good at doing, I think. Not that you agree I, with them all the time, but hey. I like the fact that we get the rational. I'm sure you probably get the voicemails and emails that we can't talk about, but um, I'm glad we, we, get a, we get a dose of the rational fans that can, can agree and disagree with us Yes. And, and still love the show, even if they yeah. disagree with us. And those, I will say, those are those are the some of the most, you know, hardcore. Not I won't say hardcore, but loyal fans. The ones that will say, I I don't disagree. I don't. I disagree with their perspective here. Yeah. But I still love the show because that shows that okay, you we can respect each other. We can both look at a situation, have a different opinion, and still respect each other and move forward. Yes. And, and that's what I love about it. Again, I don't mind. I, look, I'm wrong all the time. I'm never hundred percent. Nobody ever is. We're not a big hot take show. So, uh, you know, I have some people, why don't you take a stance on that? It's like, well, cause there's no stance. I'm just giving you the information and giving you an informed opinion. I'm not going to sit here and tell you what to think. Um, I'm going to tell you what I think. And Mo does the same thing. And it, you're right. Even people who, and we've had, we have longtime listeners who I interacted with on X.com who, who disagree with me all the time. Um, it's the people who jump in and it's like, you're an idiot or, you know, make uh, uh, physical attribute content comments about me or you or whoever it is that made the point. It's like, okay, if that's your argument, have fun, <laughs> have fun with it. But, but we, we love, we love doing it. And, and I'm, I, I learn from people when I'm wrong. Sometimes I learn that I make comments about the turf, at Allegiant Stadium and people get really upset about it. And you're like, you're like, wow, that's incredible. You guys are really defensive of the turf. But I expect it. Raider Nation is passionate. They're, they're the best fans there are. So you get that. All right, Mo, we are getting out of here uh, on this Thursday. Um, tell me, what do you got coming up this week people need to watch out for? I have an article or well, I have a column out on Sportsnot that matches general manager general manager and head coaching candidates together. So I'm not just mm. doing a top five head coaching candidates or a top five general manager candidates. I'm putting them together, matchmaking them and saying, okay, Ooh. what's the best general manager head coach ticket for the Raiders? Similar to presidency and vice presidency. So just think of it that oh, way. Oh, look at that. Yeah. The matchmaker over here. Wow. Yeah, that's what I do. I, 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 help, I help the guy. I helped the woman get engaged. Remember that three weeks ago <laughs> yes, or yes, two weeks ago? Yes, yes. Guy, guy proposed to his fiance. So I, I'm yeah. continuing that theme. Matchmaking Mo. That's who I am. They're going to put you on. What's that? I forgot what channel that 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 Indian matchmaker is on. And the other one is going to be this going to be Mo the matchmaker. He's going to he's going to he's going to put together uh, single people in Raider Nation. And put them uh, one, together. Quick, one quick short story. There's there's a there's a woman that I'm uh well acquainted with who, uh -oh. who got me involved in watching 90 day fiance and oh boy and i tried i've tried to it's avoid a trap it. i've tried to avoid it. i trust me scott i tried trap. to say no i'm not watching 90 day fiance i'm not gonna do it 
She got me to watch it. And I will say, Scott, it's very interesting. Oh my gosh. It's, it's very interesting. In, interpersonal dynamics are interesting. I, I get that. It's like human behavior. Like you're because I know you, Mo, I know how smart you are. And I know you're not watching it for the salacious piece of it. You're no. watching it because you're like, look at these people go. Like, look at look at what's going on here from a from a mind and a and a drama and a all that perspective. So I can see that. It's it's got the way some people think. Uh, it's it'll blows my it'll, mind. Bl it'll blow your mind, Scott. Oh yeah, we just talk about the coaching search and you get that too. So we we know that pretty good. So all right. Well, make sure you check out Mo's work up on Bleacher Report and follow him up on X.com at Mo Moton, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. Also, you can follow my work. I'll be working over the weekend. So with the wildcard playoffs, check out sportsnot.com. I'll be doing some work up there, including a piece on the Miami Dolphins. What's going on with them? I know it's kind of crazy, but we'll continue to watch the Raiders coaching situation uh, for the most updates on that. We'll be back with you guys next week and we'll be, you know, we'll be a little more sporadic with content, but we'll drop stuff in. And um, I think as, as we move along, might even just jump in and do some lives here and there just for fun and see what everybody's up to. But we certainly appreciate you guys being with us. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it. If you're listening to us on the radio in Las Vegas, thank you so much for doing that. And uh, we we will talk to you early next week. This has been Silver and Black Today. We thank our producer, Mike Robier. For Momotin, I am Scott Branson. We will talk to you next week, Raider Nation. Thanks for being with us.